What's up, guys? This week's episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father is brought to you by our friends at KiwiCo and Green Chef, two brands that we absolutely love that have incredible offers for you guys. Uh, so stay tuned for those later in the show. But until then, as always, sit back, relax, or baby, keep it pushing. Motherfather version two. If you've been listening, you know how we do. Hi, I'm Andrew, the father. We got Ivory, the daughter, and Gio, our little man, and Daniela. I don't think an entrance is needed. You probably know the voice of Mother Time on Nickelodeon. Yeah. See, is it nothing like a motherfather? If you got a son or daughter, it could be a lot of we know. You gotta be the motherfather. You could be the son or daughter. This is still the right show. Yeah, we'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need or you're you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school or got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both. Hit him, but don't say it too loud because we got a baby sleeping. I gotcha. Adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Welcome back, you guys. Um, hope you're off to a great week. We are actually recording at night, and I always feel compelled to share or overshare because that is something I do on the reg um, because I feel like the tone of the episode is different at night totally. versus during the day, like totally. fresh off a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, the energy is going to be night and day. Night. Oh, wow. Literally. Listen to that. Um, yeah, usually we hide out in our closet during nap time, and right now we're just cash magash on the couch with um, a nice little ambiance. Andrew lit a candle, so I don't know what you're going to tell me. Or are you about to get on one knee again? No. Uh, will you? Would you ever again? If I felt compelled, like, yeah, I'd never say never, said Justin Bieber, you know, but if I felt compelled to like just go there you know if i was like like we're getting married we're getting married as soon as possible like it's happening then then yeah i I don't see why not wait a second hold on this is interesting to me because we've like obviously thrown around the idea of like, or we actually don't even throw around the idea as much as we just joke about the fact that we're not married. I think it's like, I don't know why, but that's like our way of saying maybe someday, but like we make fun of the fact that we're not married. Mm -hmm. So I don't disagree with that idea because I feel like if you were to pre or pre, if you were to re propose, that would, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, when you proposed the first time, I was on this high, right? And mm. if you recall, it, it kind of threw you off because you didn't see it coming. Like I was so chill about maybe not ever being engaged or not ever being married. And then once you proposed, it was like a light switch turned on. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Let's think of venues. Let's think of, and I wasn't necessarily trying to plan a wedding. I wanted to have an engagement party because I knew that we may or may not get married uh, in the near future. But now it feels really weird to even think about the idea of like having a wedding because there was no, 
initial, there was no like recent excitement, i.e. a proposal. Yeah, but that's not true. I mean, we still like throw around the idea of a wedding once in a while. No, we do. But I'm saying like there's something about that proposal, that like high that you're on sure. that really kicks off that process. The, the, the year and a half that people yeah. are engaged <laughs> while they plan for a wedding. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's just what it was. It was, it was, uh, for me, oddly, like a lot too fast. Mm-hmm. It went from zero to 101, like, yesterday. Yeah, but, okay, what did you expect? Um, no, I feel like we've addressed this so many times. I, I mean, I, we can skip to wins and fails. I don't even know why we, I don't even know yeah, why no, I, I think anything. I, I don't mind. It's, uh, it was just the vibe that you said. It was, like, kind of romantic. Because, I, I, guys, I lit a candle, so <laughs> now we're talking about weddings. And this is what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you propose and you should have been married 20 years already. Can't connect these dots, you know? Oh, my This is God. what I struggle with. Why? I'm just, you know what? You know what it was? You know what it was? You know what it was? I'm going to be so blunt. There was a part of me that was very scared that we didn't have what it took to be a successful married couple. Wow. To have a, like a lifelong lasting relationship. There were parts on both our ends I thought were still selfish. I thought that the timing was right. It was the right thing to do. And I felt that in my heart. But at the same time, I did have another voice that was like, I don't know if you guys would make it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it was important for me to see us continue to to work at those things and just show that ultimately us was more important than either one of us individually. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel more comfortable with the idea of committing for a life. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't ask, but I mean, how I, I will ask. How you do just, you feel You just now? said you won't ask. Um, I feel more comfortable with it. Yeah, not that it's like up to you. I think the whole proposal thing's weird. You know, we expect like almost one party to be ready, but in reality, I think it just sounds I don't know. It's it's a weird dynamic. So, forgive me for asking. I'm only just curious. Sure. So are you asking? I I am asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Yeah, I think I said I'm more comfortable with it. I I don't know how, what else to say other than that. And like, you know, I, we still have moments where I can only speak for me where things come up that trigger feelings that I had then. And I've had for a long time that make me feel insecure about the success of this as a life commitment. Sure. You know? So when those things come up, it's like I could go from being very comfortable to like, whoa, we'll pump the brakes immediately. Do you think... That's how um, Courtney and Scott felt. Yeah, but I think that, I mean, all I know is what I I saw on TV, but I think that dynamic was way different. I think Scott struggled with things. And I think that like for a long time, he didn't pull his weight in terms of like being a partner and being a father, you know, and a, a, a boyfriend. Sure. And I think that, that that scared her that he would never be like, to me, it's like he would never be the the family man that she would need mm-hmm. in order to commit. 
It's yeah, maybe. I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think that, you know, not that we watched a ton of the Kardashians, but we saw enough of their relationship to to kind of get an idea. I don't even know why I'm talking about them, but I'm, I referred to them earlier in the kitchen before we started recording because I said, jokingly, you know, I said, oh my gosh, can you believe that Courtney and Scott Disick had four children together? And I don't think that she's ever been proposed to or has ever been engaged before until as of recently last week to Travis Barker, which is just interesting to me that like, you know, her and Scott were certainly in love or in a relationship with one another um, and felt comfortable enough to like start a family of four, but never went further than that. And here she is now, I don't know how old she is, in her maybe mid-30s, late-30s, engaged, and who knows, maybe they'll, they'll start like a whole new chapter together. Who knows, kids, I, I you know? I don't know. I don't know why I'm even talking about that. I just think I it's so, in, I think their relationship's so interesting. And and not that I, I mean, it's not as interesting as maybe some people who have n- no idea as to like where they kind of live and stuff. But I used to see both of them at Air One all the time because they live in the same development. When were you at Air One? I, rarely, but like I would go to Air One once on a blue moon and <laughs> one of the two would be there. All the time. But honestly, Travis was there more than she was. So think sure. about that. Like, you know that they just were in each other's kind of circle or maybe in their neighborhood. They were in each other's lives for a long time. And I think oh, for a lot of people. Of course they knew each other. I know, but I'm saying like it feels, I'm sure it feels kind of random for a lot of people who maybe aren't familiar with like where nah, they Nah, let's keep it real, right? I mean, there's there was probably an attraction there. Yeah. Before they were able to like really have their worlds collide. Sure. You know, and then they got the opportunity and they've, they're obviously, they're running with it. I don't think they're, they're dynamic. It's like the Megan Fox and, but they're like, Machine you know, they're, Kelly. they're on right now. They're hot. They're new. Oh, it's fun. I'm into it for I'm some sure, reason. I'm sure. I'm look, he wasn't my type, you know, but Travis Barker, I'm sure, was like a lot of girls' type oh back in the gosh. day. Oh, my gosh. If you only saw still me today. in line trying to meet him, I was like such a blink Imagine man. for her. Like, she probably, they're, I don't know what their ages are, but they're probably around the same age. Yeah. He was probably like, like, for her, like, yeah, I need that, you know? When she was growing up and yeah. he was already a thing as a musician. <laughs> yeah. And now she gets her shot because she's obviously a thing. How does how do you how does it make you feel when you look at we'll just use them as an example because we're talking about them but like people who have one life essentially you know with one person a family of four like for instance Courtney mm-hmm. and even Travis I think he has two or three kids himself so it's like you have this whole period of your life that feels so absorbed with that family and then one day you move on and you take a totally new direction and then you have like the yours, mine and ours dynamic. And I just think it's, I don't know. I think it's fascinating. How does it make you feel? Good question. I'm so glad you asked that. (laughs) Uh, It's so normal for me. Really? Why? I mean, that's what I knew. That's what you knew too. No, but you don't have any hours. No, but like I grew up in a kid, uh, no, you don't have any hours. No, we don't have hours. No, it happened later in life for us. So there was no, I mean, 
our parents but for were them done. it's it's the same thing i'm sure they're about the same age as like our parents were yeah but i think they were done i would imagine that they're not going the kid route you don't think so Nah. i have that's a just feeling that's my that gut. they will because i think courtney is probably a really good mom i think you know i'm okay. sure he's a great dad mm-hmm. and i'm just speaking from my own i guess my own perspective I think when you're newly in love with someone and you see them be such a great father, a great mother, it's almost hard to not want to experience that together again. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it depends where they're at. Ages and stages, you know? Ages like, you could be totally content. Like, you've, you've, oh, yeah, you've totally. raised kids. They're old enough to, like, you know, maybe not be on their own, but take care of themselves at at some level. You know, they're not eight months and two years old. And you might be like just super happy with that. And knowing that your partner has kids too. And like, you get to be a loving figure in their life as well. And, and like, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't, obviously can't speak for them. They're going to do what they're going to (laughs) do. I mean, I didn't even realize this week we'd be analyzing whether <laughs> Travis and Kourtney Kardashian are going to have children. We never talk about like pop culture. I don't know why. Why I felt the need to bring it up. I think it I do want to say this though. What? Like when you're talking about like you know her and Scott for so long, and then her and Travis, like you know, really like they're still so new, and this is happening. Like I don't always think time is the. I don't. I don't just don't think time is that important. I think it's, I think it's a feeling. I think it's a dynamic, you know, if it's, if you know it's there, then it's there. Um, some people take more time because they have doubts or, um, you know, past trauma that holds them back from, from even being able to commit. But with them. What's the preference? What do you mean? What's the preference? For what? Well, I mean, if you're going to say that it can it can be very different for everyone, some people just feel it and time isn't really that important in that case. Sure. Would you say that that's the preference rather than like I mean, I think it's different for everybody. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I can only speak for me and and um obviously I was head over heels for you and you know, as we were together for a little while, it gets very real. You start sharing all of your life and like just speaking about our journey, like I had red flags, you had red flags. Like there were things that were really difficult to deal with. And so, no, that doesn't make you want to jump in and get married, but it doesn't, doesn't mean you run the other way either. You yeah. Know? I think if you, yeah, I guess it's interesting because What's, we were I mean, so young, right? We yeah. Were so, relatively speaking, like we were really young. Yeah. We were, Let me ask you this though. I mean, couldn't it be just as good or better if you eventually get to that point? And you feel like you really earned it, like you really worked for it? Oh, totally, totally. No, and and what I was going to say is that, like, I remember early on in that first even, gosh, I don't know, like first three to six months, I remember talking to to someone. I I can literally picture myself walking up to Cardio Bar and standing in the lobby and talking to this girl and saying, like, this is so weird. I've never felt this way. Obviously, I'm young. But I was like, this is so weird. I feel like he's the one. Like, I can marry this person. Yeah, I remember so I, saying that early on. Yeah. I remember we went up to see my family for Thanksgiving, yeah. and one of my aunts asked me, and I said, "Yeah." You know, and then it just it just is what it is. Our journey was 
we, we, we had challenges that came up and uh, again, there were just things that stood out that like, we know we loved each other. We know the attraction was there, but like we had to learn what our dynamic was together Mm -hmm. and how to make that work as best it could, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. (laughs) More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Everyone loves food. So this is for literally everyone, whether you're a great cook or you can't even find the fridge in your own kitchen. Uh, Green Chef is for you. They have a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, plant powered, uh, or even if you just want to have delicious but balanced dishes. Their chefs curate every recipe with over 30 meal choices every week and the flexibility to switch your plans. Uh, With that, you'll never have to sacrifice taste for nutrition. You can enjoy restaurant quality dishes in the comfort of your own home. I can't praise Green Chef enough. I know. I really love their service. I would say like I'm an intermediate cook. Okay. When I'm ready to throw it down, I can throw it down, you know? Sure, sure, sure. But I love that like they just make life interesting in the kitchen. Yeah, no, they take easy. They take the guesswork out of it. And I think also for us, it's about, uh, man, I say this every time, but it's like, let someone else be creative when it comes to cooking. I always end up, I I like the way I cook and I like the things I make, but Andrew's like, what? What? Go on. (laughs) But we get kind of bored because it's like the same stuff. I just always sort of like go to what I'm used to making. But with Green Chef, like everything is very different and interesting and delicious. And the portions are my kind of style, like not chintzy and small. Um, and really, really, really delicious. So yeah, and I don't, I don't know where this is going to be spliced in the episode, but you'll hear me whether it was before already or after this. Green Chef is what made me start enjoying tofu. Yeah, well, because if it's cooked right and it has the right flavoring, it's absolutely divine. Oh, and it did, baby. <laughs> um, okay, you guys, you can use our code. Go to greenchef.com slash adulting125. Dude, what? Wait, hold on. And use code adulting125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash adulting125. And use code ADULTING125 to get how much? $125. That's what I thought I read. That's awesome. Uh, Enjoy Green Chef, guys. The number one meal kit for eating well. Now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Um, Okay. Well, I guess we should start the show now. (laughs) That's a good idea. You want to get to your win and fail? Okay, yeah. So, you guys, it's been an eventful week, and especially this weekend. Um, I do want to just say something. I don't really talk about being vegan very often. Um, And for those who maybe don't even know, who might just be, like, tuning in or, you know, just don't know, I've been vegan for over 20 years now. And um, we went and visited the gentle barn this weekend and my win is seeing geo and ivory actually and andrew (laughs) um interact with these like rescue farm animals and all of these animals at the gentle barn are rescued from really cruel conditions or um you know backyard butchers um you know products of the meat and dairy industry uh i mean you name it they had 
different reasons for why they have all these animals and they're such caring people to take them in and give them a, a loving home and sort of rehabilitate them. And long story short, like that's my win being able to, I said this on Instagram, but it's like, I used to wonder if I'd one day have a family who would love animals kind of the way that I, I did or the way that I grew up feeling and, and seeing Geo just with no qualms, just walk up to, you know, these animals he's never seen before, maybe heard of because we, we talk about animals all the time or we read books, but just walk up to them and embrace them and love them and try to feed them. I mean, it was so cool. That was like a huge win for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's comfortable. He, I, th I think it helps that. We just, we had that weekend uh, or that few days at the, the ranch property um, just outside of LA, I don't know, like a month ago. Mm -hmm. And like right next to the house, the little farmhouse Airbnb, there were goats, there was a little pig, um, there were a couple alpacas. Mm -hmm. So we got to see those close up. He got, you know, the guy that owned the property came over and we got to go in with them. And then we've been to Underwood Farms mm -hmm. a couple times where there's some animals there as well. And so, like, he's he's gotten a little taste of it. Um, I feel like this experience was special because it was a private tour and we got to, and they like, were, there were He was in, like, the, the Yeah, cows. we got to go in there and there were, like, so many animals in so this little, not little, this enclosure. There, I mean, in this one thing where, like, goats, pigs turkeys chicken and emu mm -hmm. uh what else was in there um llamas llamas uh-huh yeah. and that may be it for that one but then we went and saw the, the cows, cows and then and we the went horses. and saw the horses yeah it was epic it was epic he loved it i mean i do too i've i've loved animals since i was a kid you know i grew up in a different situation it was the way that you think and do things it was not even on my radar as a child. Why do you think that is? I didn't know any better. Like, I didn't know any differently, you know? Like, I loved animals, but, like, I still, I ate animals. But did you, I mean, at what point, do you remember a time in your life where you connected the dots? Where, like, the chicken you sang nah. songs about was no. also the chicken on your plate? No, not until I was in my 20s. Really? Yeah. I mean, I knew what I was eating, but, like... I'm trying to think if there was an experience where I was around one and, and, you know, got to love on one. And then, you know, in a short period of time was like sitting down for a meal and eat, and eating the same thing. I don't think that ever happened. Mm. You know, I mean, I also knew, I also knew what I was eating and I was, and I was choosing that over and over and over again, you know? Right. But I mean, I don't like, I'm not going to beat myself up for this. Like, I loved animals. My mom, she worked at the zoo when I was a kid. She was a, a secretary to the director of the zoo. And like, I thought I had an amazing experience as a child because I got to go there to visit her. She was friends with all the zookeepers and they would take us behind the enclosures and see the animals close up and like feed giraffes as a little kid and stuff. The way I think about how that the business of a zoo and those sorts of things operate now is completely different. But at the same time, like when I was a kid, that was like the most amazing thing in the world. Right. You know, um, it's, it's different to 
navigate today because I, my feelings are a little different. They've been heavily influenced by you. And, um, you know, the way we want to do things with our kids is so different than the way I did things. Not and, and like, that's not to say like my parents did anything wrong. No. You know, I just think the, the world changes and people evolve and the way you think evolves as it should, as you get older. And so, uh, I don't, I don't really know what I'm trying to say right now. I just, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, I think like our approach is still a little different than like the majority. Um, and the way that we look at sort of like, I'll use the zoo as an example, like the business of zoo and zoos and, you know, how in some cases these animals are essentially just caged performers. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, we don't have to go into de- deep into that, but I was just saying like seeing that whole dynamic was so special to me because, you know, I, I had been to the gentle barn while I was pregnant with Geo. I went when I was pregnant with Ivory, um, and like to see our kids like in the flesh, like there is cool, yeah. you know, I want them to yeah. grow up around around rescued animals, you know, and animals for sure. that, yeah. yeah, all animals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. all animals are amazing. I've been f- fascinated with animals, you, you know, so much to the point where when I, when I, you know, I, I like probably so many of you are always thinking about like, what are my passions and what, what should I be spending my time doing? And if I really simplified it, my gut is like one of few things is something with animals. Like I always thought I'd grow up and work with animals just because like it does so much for my soul when I'm around them, you know? Um, I had a thought. But no, you were going to probably talk about the big cats. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to work with big cats. Um, I know it's so random, but... But yeah, that's not what I want to say though. What I want to say was something about the zoos because my thinking on that, like this is how my thinking has changed. It's tough because I think that people getting the chance to see these animals that they normally wouldn't see like in their geography, right? Because it does take, it's quite an effort to travel around the world and go see exotic animals and stuff, right? In their natural habitat, yeah. Right. The chance to see these guys up close and personal, I think, gives most people a deeper appreciation for what they are. Uh, and that part is is good. However, the part that they're they're there because, you know, like... It's yeah, like at some point we snatched them out of their yeah, natural like habitat and put them in a small little enclosure so that we could have pleasure to mm-hmm. see them versus them like living living life the way that they should. Mm-hmm. It's obviously the negative, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it's tough. I think you got, I, I always, this is like so weird and like big thinking, but like I always like to lean on, on nature, right? All like nature in its simplest form is like it's been here before all of us. Right. And it's, it's probably built to withstand more than we are other than the fact that like we're, we're more intelligent creatures in most cases, you know, so we can, we can build things and make weapons and yada, yada, yada. But like these guys are like literally built to withstand the elements, things coming after them to kill them on a daily basis. Uh, natural disasters, all, all sorts of things, you know? And I think it's sad that, that we take them 
from what they're supposed to be and where they're supposed to be and put them in a place so that we can enjoy them, you know? And so that's what's, that's what's changed for me about a zoo environment. Is it cool to like see a kid's face light up because he sees a, a lion for the first time? Absolutely, you know? But when you think about like where that lion should be, you're like, ah, uh, is this right? Oh, yeah, no, that's a hard stop for me. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, no, I, I understand totally. Uh, this, this is probably our most random episode to date. <laughs> the one who always has to call attention to the awkward, like, stop. We're talking about Courtney Kardashian and, I then, mean, and then zoos. It's okay. This is adulting. Okay. Um, this is like what we would may or may not be doing on a regular, like, what day is it? Sunday night. So, no, what I was going to say is my fail, okay? And I'll just make it short because I'm sure there's parents out there that totally understand this. I'm having the craziest, like, the only way I can describe it is, like, fire in my neck. Like, fire up my neck and around my shoulders. And I think it's just because when you're out and about with the kids, you're always holding them. Especially Ivory because she doesn't walk. So, I was holding Ivory more than I would if we were at home because she could be crawling around and whatever else. But like, holy moly am I paying the price. My neck and shoulders are on fire and I don't know what to do. Okay, moving on. What's your win and fail? Uh, Are you doing a geo impression? Does he do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he does go. Yeah, he does do that, huh? Guys, um, and he'll um, put his hand on his face like he's thinking. Yeah, my win is just an update on the the old nose. Oh gosh, we're recovering nicely over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, the breathing is night and day. I know I probably sound a little congested still. That's something else that I'm dealing with. Um, but going really well. Like at this point, I'm nine days. Nine days in. Okay. And like pretty much there, like almost back to normal. You know, like don't don't touch my nose, don't bump my nose, but we're pretty much there. Mm-hmm. So that's my win. Uh, very glad that I did that. If anybody's in LA or LA area and they have any questions uh, about the process or my doctor, whatever, hit me up. Happy to help you. My fail is home renovation budget. Oh, home yeah. renovation we don't budget. Need to talk about that. Been trying to been uh been all over it. You guys have no idea how much I've analyzed every little part of what we're doing. Tried to cut back to make things work within the general like aesthetic that we're going for. And uh And basically we blew our budget. Blew it. <laughs> we're blowing blew it. it pretty like we potentially hardcore. might blow it by six figures. 50%. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. You know, okay. This is, this is very adulting though. It makes sense. You know, we're not, we're not adding any square footage. So it's hard to say that we're adding like hard value to the home, but the home hasn't been updated since it was built in 87. So we're obviously adding value at, at some level, right? Our contractor seems to think like at least 50% of what we're spending so the rest of it is just like a lifestyle spend. Now, are we at a point where it makes sense to do that? Maybe yes, maybe no. Like I try to be super financially disciplined, so I would say no. I would say like keep pushing, keep kicking the, the can down the road before we do any of that stuff. 
But at a certain point, you do got to enjoy life. We found a very crafty way to to make sure that we can get this done. Um, but I will say this. So we have, we're not going to do it now, but we've also come up with a crafty way to ensure that, that oh, yeah. we can get the value back out of what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And it's, so we have this house. The the other houses uh, in the neighborhood, most of them, I assume, have less square footage because what they did was they took, there was an area on, in one of the living rooms where originally it was built to where the ceiling was vaulted all the way to the second story. Mm-hmm. And what the owners did that we bought from uh, was add a floor there on the second story. Now that's become like a big kind of open bonus space. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to leave it like that because we think the family's like really going to love it. Like I can just picture like football on the weekends, big couch up there, TV, pull out bed on the couch so little cousins can sleep over and oh stuff. My gosh. But eventually we can take that bonus space and we can throw up a wall and make a, like a clear bedroom. With a bathroom because the wall on the right side is, a, is the backside of our master or primary bathroom. Right. So your, your water and your plumbing's already yep. there. So it'll have its own bathroom and then you can build a closet really easily. So that makes a fifth bedroom. And a fifth bathroom. And in that same space, there's enough, I think, Yo, there's, to add yeah. the wall. So you have the bedroom. And then you can have another door for a little space for like a legitimate office. Whoa. So, so you'll have... So then you'd have five, five bedrooms, bedrooms. An office space and uh, five bathrooms. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So for me, like... That was what Andrew needed to hear in order to like push go on basically doubling our budget. Yeah. And we're not going to officially double because I'm not going to let that happen. Like I'm going to be all over. I'm actually going over there tomorrow to be daddy demo. I'm going to save a few, uh, a few yeah, bucks Yeah, one of us. the line items like broke out how much some extra demo was going to cost. And I said, uh-uh. And I'm not even, the, I'm not even really the conservative when it comes to this, but I was like, there's no way that's what that costs. Like I will get in there with a the hammer and Andrew's now going over there Yeah, tomorrow. but in the big scheme of things, it's funny to me that like you try to beat that one part up when like you're, you always want to add stuff mm-hmm. and like that additional demo piece out of the whole budget was like. Two to three percent, maybe. Whatever. It was just to me like enough for me to say, like it to me it doesn't take. And maybe I'm wrong, but it's not like someone who's uh, like a trades person needs to come in and and like hit a wall. Like I feel like I can do that, and so I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather do it. <laughs> Are you doing it? I'm not doing it. You're gonna do it. I'm too sore. My my neck. Everything's literally heated. It's got like. No, it's fine. It's kind of nice, like breakaway time for me too. Oh yeah, you're gonna love you know? it. Um. Okay. So the 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 bulk of the show is actually um gonna be kind of fun. I I threw up a question box and I've already looked at a few of them and I think they're pretty good. So let's take a quick break. I just want to answer a handful of these um from some listeners and people who follow me. Thanks for sending in your questions. We'll be right back. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. All right, you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but our minds are turning to fall and Halloween, which naturally sparks creativity from the costumes we pick out to the recipes we bake and the decor we put up. You guys let KiwiCo foster that natural creative thinking and channel it into hands-on fun for your kids. 
Um, KiwiCo delivers creativity made convenient for the entire family. Literally, we have boxes. Yeah, no lie. Like the bo- <laughs> we have yeah. boxes for our two year old and our eight month old, but really they're for all for me also. Oh yeah, Jad loves getting in on fun. Um, How cool is it now that we have not one but two kids? Like in the KiwiCo family? In the KiwiCo family, but like even more important, like just in their own stages, but like exploring with things that like KiwiCo has to offer. Yeah. I think for me, what's cool is it cultivates this like experience where when I open the boxes, I put them on the ground and Gio and Ivory are both sitting there. They each can play with their own, but they all are, they're also interested in with each other's too. For sure, but that's what you get with two. I know it's really, but that's you know she's like I don't she's newer, like I she's feel like, like. I, this pentacrate is amazing, uh-huh. but I want what he has. Yeah, exactly. It's just fun. I just like that it does a little of the thinking for us, and it's stage appropriate. So I know that she's learning and and working on her hand eye coordination skills with like the putting the coin in the box and playing with the beads and things like. I just trust KiwiCo with our kids. 100%. 100%. If you guys have been listening, um, you know that KiwiCo has been in the adulting fam for a while now. We are big fans. Um, what I love, and I've said this before, is as parents, a big part of our job is fostering that creativity, right? And coming up with things for them to do because they don't choose to do really anything themselves. Some would say stay busy. Like stay busy, but how do with, we keep them with busy? things that help them grow. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. in the right ways. And I like that like KiwiCo does all that work for you. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Scare up some fun this Halloween with KiwiCo. Um, redefine learning with play, explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. You can get 50% off your first month plus uh, free shipping on any crate line with code adulting at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. Use promo code adulting. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. All right, so we're back. We've got a bunch of questions from you guys uh, because you put up a question box, right? I did, yes. All right. So since you have them, I'm going to let you rattle them off. Okay, the first one that comes to my attention that I want to ask you is someone said, what would have happened if Andrew hadn't gone vegan? So that's a question for me, but I think we should also elaborate on it a little bit. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know this already, we've been together 10 years and Andrew really didn't even entertain the idea of going plant-based until I was towards the end of my pregnancy with Geo. Not so, full, not, I didn't entertain going fully plant-based, but I made a lot of changes quickly, quickly-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, over it the was, years, it was a journey for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the years, you had made a ton of changes. I mean, from going, I mean, when I first started dating you, I think you used to eat like literally chicken, brown rice and broccoli at one point, And that was about it. Um, and then over time you introduced more plant-based options as substitutes. And then there were certain things you were kind of a stickler on, like Andrew wouldn't touch tofu for, I mean, a solid nine years of the 10 that we've been together. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't know much about it. Number one, I thought it looked horrible. I thought it was going to taste horrible. And number two, there was all the talk about soy. 
And like, I, honestly, it just, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and I, I didn't do my own research and, and I still haven't, but I was like, no, nah, I just don't want to eat a lot of soy sure, or, or much at all, you know? Sure. And it took, it took me having, I kid you not. It took me having to eat a meal from green chef. Oh, with the tofu. Yep. I'm sure I had it a couple times before, like was never in love with no, it. No, but that was the first time and you actually pan made fried, it. pan fried tofu. And I was like, yo, this shit is not bad. Yeah. And I was trying not to bad, tell I mean, you that. shit is good. That's so funny that it took you having to like make it for the first time in yeah. order for you to actually try it. Yeah, it's interesting though. It's it's kind of the only way I like it. Like pan fried oh, it's with, good. Like with really crispy good edges. Seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the king, so king of browning. Um, or there's, there's a couple other places like, uh, Mendocino farms. Oh yeah. Their tofu that comes in that vegan bottom. It's like super firm. And then there's another one that like marinates it really well, but they don't really, they don't really brown it up at all. Panini? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's Mm -hmm. this good too. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking of that. The the good thing about tofu is it's a complete blank slate. It's not trying to be anything. It's literally like, here I am. You do what you want. Oh. Does it really say that? It it shows up and it's just like, mm, I'm a block. How do you do it? Oh, me? I'll keep it pretty simple. You know what? I love that seasoning from Trader A lot of the seasonings from Trader Joe's are pretty good. There's this one that's like limey and that's all you have to do. Or you could throw little brags in a pan with it and that's what really helps brown it and give it like that kind of like soy sauce Well, that's because the brags is, is brown. So um, the question is, what would have happened if Andrew hadn't gone vegan? I don't know. I mean, I had lived with it for eight years, um, lived with it. And at one point or another, it would come up and it would be annoying. And usually that would happen after. We had our food battles. Yeah, we had food battles. And usually it would happen after like we would go to a big charity that I was like passionate about. And, you know. I don't think so. I feel like it was more so when like we were just here and like you know i worked regular jobs so i was gone most days oh if when I you was come home, home at night and it's like been a long day and i just want to eat what i want to eat or i'm here on the weekend and i just getting frustrated because you know you had done the shopping and like there wouldn't be anything in there mm. or there wouldn't be much that i was excited about and it was it would come for me from the moments that i was getting hangry yeah and I would just be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. But it, it like it took me having to dive in and get more creative to find things that I enjoyed to know that like whatever was here, I was good with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know how to answer this. Like, I can't say it would have been easy, you know, but I would have learned to live with it just like I had you know, for the eight years and we would have. I don't have, think so. No? I don't think you would have. No. Uh, I think it would have uh, just been a little a bit tough, of battling. It's a tough battle. Mm. It's a tough battle. It's almost like, I mean, I don't know from experience, but to me it kind of feels like it would feel if two people had different religions and maybe their families didn't approve of the other person because of the religion. Sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just, you're just always fighting an uphill battle. Yeah. Because the thing of the interesting thing about food is such a big part of our life. 
right? We eat at least three times a day. So it's always here. Like it's, it's, it's not going away. And so the reminders were there every single day on your end, on my end. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. I, I was thinking from my perspective, but I could see how you were saying when we would go to the events from your perspective, like those always charged you up and you were like, you were already a hundred percent in, but you would go to something and like watch the videos that they would create, listen to the speakers and then you were in like 120%. Yeah. So it was like anything that wasn't exactly that for you, you were like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. I'm <laughs> like, here I am literally like donating as much as I can to to keep you out of business and keep your, your choices from happening. Oh, yeah, God. Look, I want to say this because I think people need to hear this. Like, I wasn't a bad person for no. the way that I was eating. In many ways, I thought I was doing it right. And I, I, I have days where I struggle being plant-based because like in my head, there were so many years of not doing it that way that I'm like, oh, I, I miss this. Like, this is tough sometimes, you know? Um, but I didn't, I, like, I wasn't a bad person. I thought I was doing it right. I was eating very healthy for like body composition, you know, it was like really important for me to get the right amount of protein and carbs and fat and yada yada for the workouts, right? Yeah. For people who, who like, I just don't like how the communities act sometimes and like, yeah, yeah. The vegan communities is like falls into this boat for sure. Like, because someone's not vegan doesn't mean they're a bad person. No. You know? And I don't I don't like that it's approached that way sometimes. I'm sorry. Let me apologize for saying what I said. No, I think I think you're fine. I no, just no, I made feel that compelled comment. to say that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I agree. Listen, like, I'm the first person to admit it. Like, I am the only vegan in my family. So, and I love my family. Um, and, yeah, I, I was dating someone who, you know, wasn't a vegan at all or didn't really know what it was or didn't care to to be one. Um, and I feel like be one is weird. It's like to eat that way or to live that way. Um, so anyways, it's, it's, you're right. Like I, I respect people. Um, and I, I try my best to like pepper in my activism because I don't want to deter people. I don't want them to think that this is like, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to judge anyone for how they live their life. It's just this is what's ingrained in, in me and, like, what makes me feel whole. Yeah. You know, I making get that. choices. I like get that. This, I, think so. it's, I think it's cool to have things that you believe in so strongly. They're, like, the core of who you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I, mm, my, my brain feels like mush right now, but I just wanted to say that. Because I just think judgments get thrown around too harshly. And that's it. No, I respect that. I agree. I, I definitely agree. You know, I think that that does more harm than good most of the time. Yeah. And oh, that was kind of my say. approach for a while as much as I could with you. Or I was like, and that's kind of what's interesting is that like, I think I remember at one point or another, I think I was pregnant. I was like, listen, I'm not going to mess with this anymore. Like maybe we didn't battle for a while. And that was when you decided to, to take it upon yourself to introduce, you know, a fully plant-based lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
And so I don't know. I just feel like that's sort of, this is like a, it's a real change, right? It's a real decision to just like, because a lot of people have an emotional tie to food and an experiential tie to food. And it feels um, sentimental in a lot of ways. Like imagine like, you know, the meatballs your Nona used to make you. Like these are the things that I had to deal with, you know, when I decided to not eat certain things. Like my Nona thought I was, I was literally going to die. She was like, no, 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 no. I got to hide it in her food. So I understand. I totally understand. Um, so I, I just, my, my approach is like, listen, everyone's going to do their own thing. And I hope eventually like more options become available to make it easier for people to eat more plant-based food that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they choose to live that way entirely, like amazing, but it has to be their choice. It's not sustainable otherwise. Yeah. I think that's what I wanted to say or just touch on that was, uh, I don't, I don't know the exact science around it, but I've seen it plenty of times like the most effective way to make the biggest impact on the planet from an ecological perspective is to adopt a plant-based lifestyle. Um, honestly, I think it's a huge win if, if people just made small adjustments, if everybody just made small adjustments, I think that there would be a massive impact. Yeah. Again, I don't know the exact data or science around that. I used to know it because, um, there was a program that was, uh, in schools. There was, two phrases for it. One was either called meatless Mondays or lean and green. And I would go to some of these schools and talk about it. And I would give like the actual stats for like what one Monday a week could do for the the whole world. And it was unreal. It was like mind blowing. Yeah. And I think for for me, like I could, it was hard. It was like hard to do it for myself, but easier to do it thinking like I'm helping a much bigger picture, you know, like I'm doing it for the health of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if I just feel like it's easier for people to make small adjustments based on that, like mm-hmm. if this is going to help our planet thrive for forever, you know, I think it's easier for people to say, Oh, you know, for this meal, I'll do it a different way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to just rapid fire some of these. Um, so how do you decide what to cook for your kids? I think I've addressed this before, but typically they just eat a variation of what we make for ourselves. So pasta, soups, I mean, do you like salads, things that we literally just eat? I mean, burritos, pizza. Honestly, <laughs> like, it's whatever's edible. It's like, whatever's around. For ivory, for- it doesn't even have to be edible. It could be <laughs> the arm of a couch. <laughs> Could be the logs She's in the fireplace. Right Jake, now. it doesn't matter. Oh my god! So that's how we do it. Um, and then, okay, where do you two see yourselves in ten years? Whoa! Without getting too deep, where do you see yourself in ten years? Forty-three years old. Okay, there's your answer. That. Whoa! I know. It's dude, okay. Anything with a four. It's okay. I'm not going there, dude. I'm just listen. We gonna, pr- we probably I'm have listeners not, that are in fours and fives and six and possibly even yeah, sevens no, and eights. Come no, on, all good for them. For me, skipping them. Okay, cool, 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 skipping cool. them. Cool, cool, cool. Well, in ten years, I I'd, I'd say we'd have older children, and we, you know what? I'm gonna just throw this out there. I want to be doing so much more than we're doing now, dude. But we're doing, yeah. But try to reframe that. Okay, we're doing okay, okay. So much right now, and we're doing what most people would argue is the 
the best part of oh no we're doing no no no, i'm saying but like the experiences are going to look so different in 10 years you know like imagine just going places camping like traveling to wherever or just like holidays everything's going to be different when they're older it might be like i don't know we're probably going to in 10 years we're probably gonna be looking back on this moment or these times and going oh take us back (laughs) who knows i think you always do that i know yeah in 10 years i want to just say this too I hope to be even more at at peace with myself. I love that. Like the word happiness comes to mind and it's not like finding a destination. It's about just not wanting to be anywhere else than where you are in each moment. You know? Yeah. Present. Present. Yep. It's like a present. (laughs) Um, Will you be doing another Fit Like AMF challenge soon? Absolutely. Yes. We've got it in the works. We're doing some really cool stuff with this one. I've changed, I've changed the platform that we're on. So we've we've enhanced the tech with uh, Fit Like MF. We're going to be on a platform where you can access the workouts uh, and and everything from one app on your phone, your phone, just like everything else you do in life. Um, I wanted to kick things off. Like mid November to end mid December, and I said, so that people could go into the Christmas you. break. Danielle was like, "No, absolutely fucking not! Don't do that. Nobody's going to work out during any of the holidays." If I have zero interest in it. I, there's, I just find it so hard to believe that people are going to make time for that. But, may, but maybe it'll be like the first go where, like, like I'm setting up fit like an MF. I'm getting revved up. I'm, I'm hitting my workouts every day, and mm. then I'm like, "You're doing it, whether you want to or not." Yes and no. I don't know. I say January is my my answer. So okay, yeah. Long story short, absolutely, it's happening. It's either going to be mid November or beginning of January. That's right. And I think just for so many reasons, like fresh start of the year, like we've all just been trying to like get through the year. I, I don't know. I think it's a good call. That's me. Um. All right. Someone said, any advice for doing long distance? It's been so hard lately. Do you have any experience with that outside of like the three or four months we did before meeting? But I don't even know if that counts. I have a little bit, but it was so short lived. I mean, everything for me comes back to communication. I think what's hard though is is like, it's probably been so hard to see each other. So you have like none of the physical part, which I'm sure is, is frustrating and like taxing on you, you know, taxing on the relationship. But it just comes down to being able to like, especially when you, you can't be there in person to communicate in other ways, like read body language and stuff. Mm. You know, it's like so important to just lay everything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't speak on this, but I, I do, I feel you. Cause I remember the few times when like I had to be traveling or you would be traveling, which was a lot. And it was a lot, but it wasn't like in long period. It wasn't long periods. Well, of I was time. traveling a lot. You were, you were, but like, it wasn't like, Oh, I wouldn't see you for like three months. I mean, yeah, we right. didn't meet for three months and we spoke, but that was, no, it was like once a year for a few years where like we would have a month apart. Yeah. And that was really hard. But then I would always like, I would fly out at least once or twice. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you're right. Communication, trying to get to know each other on like a really deep level because sometimes when you're in person, you know, the physical side might like take over and you don't take that real time. Oh, to, like, dude, I would imagine like, imagine like 
you're long distance and you're like, oh, we can make this weekend work. Like the whole weekend would just be the physical. Oh, yeah, exactly. You so know? you have to like use that time when you're not together to, I don't know, like get, sure. get creative and like yeah. ask crazy like, questions. Talk about like what you name your puppy and stuff. Okay. You know there what you I mean? Go. Exactly. Um, 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 oh, I'm just going to end on this. There's, there's actually a lot of good ones, but I throw three more out like three? rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. Um, ready for this one? How yep. do you grow deeper in love? Communication. Okay. Um, oh, someone said not sure. Okay. They, they weren't sure if they got to me in time, but it says not sure if I'm late to this, but what's your favorite milestone so far for your kids? I was just saying that Gio right now, even in the last week, is like he's so much more mature. He's, yeah, he he's is. speaking like I mean, we can have full on conversations. Yeah. And he's just like there's something really special about being able to communicate with your kid when you had, you know, a year of not being able to and having to figure it out. Cause I'm seeing the difference. Like when I, when I work with, when I work, when I'm with Ivory throughout the day, I'm like trying to figure her out. And I know some of the things just because of like our patterns and our routine, but sometimes when she's a little like cranky, I'm like, what is it? How can I help you? And with Gio, yeah. at least we can like talk things through. And I, and we've been saying this for, I mean, months and months, but we always say to him, like, use, use your words, use your words. And and it worked. Like now he kind of just lets us know what's up and it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. He's super talkative. With Ivory, for me, was definitely uh, when I put her in Geo Cybertruck and she she was in there by herself and she was holding the wheel and standing up and I got to drive her around the front yard. Oh my God. I was just mind blown. I was like, how, how are we here right now? She's just cruising around like biggest smile ever on her face. And mm. I was like, this is the life. Mm, I agree. Okay. Wow. There's so many. Oh, there's so many. That good was two, ones. right? One more. Okay. Oh, really? There's a lot of good ones. Okay. One bonus. Okay. 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 Um. All right. I'll just. Okay. What made it feel like it was the right time to get engaged for both of you? Oh, back to this whole conversation. I know. Just, just throw. I mean, you, you were the one that felt ready. Uh, I felt like where we were at was expiring. Like, oh whoa yeah you know what i mean that's like, cr like crazy in a way the the uh not not moment moment's the wrong word like the the phase that we were in was stale whoa interesting well what you kind of said was i remember at one point you told me you know we've been talking a little bit about like you know, my brother struggles lately. And at the time, right before getting engaged, he had been living with us, um, part, yeah, for a little time, for a little period of time. And when he left, um, I think there was like this dynamic between us where we like turned to each other. And no, I, there's no thinking. That's exactly what happened. What happened? Okay. So that's the other bit of this was like, we were going through some pretty rough challenges because we had your, at the time, like for months at a time and then not, and then months at a time again, we had your brother living with us and it was really, really hard. And when he left the last time, we, we had the, in my eyes, the best month, like at that point in our relationship, the best month or best period of time that we had ever had where I felt like we were putting each other first. Like we we were, 
talking and connecting and it just felt like we both really were putting solid energy into the relationship. And for me, that's what solidified like it was, it was, we needed a change and that's not a negative thing. It was just like, it's time to evolve. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me also, that was like the security of saying like, I'm comfortable with this now. Yeah. Was, was the energy that we have been putting in the, into the relationship. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I think you just have a feeling and you both, and you have to feel that both are, both are on the same page. Um, last one. Okay. Sex with kids. How to make time for it. Dude, it's hard. <laughs> it's is hard. It, is it hard or is it hard? It's hard. <laughs> uh, first several months. Well, they know. Or maybe they don't. But I mean, yeah, in our scenario, like totally non-existent, but I would assume for a lot of people, it's like, it's so different than what you had prior to. Sure. Because you're just not sleeping. You're just exhausted all the time. After that, uh, every situation is different, but you have time if you want it. You know, once the kids are, like know how to sleep, yeah, then you can do it whenever you want. Yeah, while they're sleeping, sure. Um, I, I, I will say, like your your energy levels are definitely just lower. <laughs> you know, there's like a window where it's like. If it doesn't happen between this time and this time, it's not happening. Like sleep right. wins. It has to. Yeah. So it, it has really has to because like they're, they're just X factors, you know. Yeah. Although, if we refer back to the episode where we were talking to um, the expert, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I'm blanking on her, Kiara. Mm -hmm. um, she had mentioned that it was a rejuvenating thing, so that when some people say I'm too tired, I'm too tired, yeah. it actually is the opposite. It actually it does. Yeah, it does bring life back into that relationship. You know, mm -hmm. it obviously, it makes you both feel a little bit better, at least temporarily. And like, just, yeah, it just gives you a little extra juice, like yeah. going into whatever's next. Yeah. So how to make time for it? You just do. Just like most things, right? You just do Most it. things that are important, you make time for. Yep. That's adulting. Um, all right. I'm going to hit it there. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. And we will be back next week. Anything you want to add? You always say that I always have the last word, so I'm going to let you take us out. Uh, you just did, though. Go ahead. Uh, I got nothing. All right. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rocking with us. Um, you know, we love you. We love your support. Uh, that's it. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here. So make sure you tune in for all the goods. Bye.